Today's reading will be taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause, you, cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels left, had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks very much, Julian. Thanks very much for the, um, yeah, the greetings and the prayers and the reading and for singing and joining in these uh, um, Happy day of celebrating Jesus is coming. But let's pray um, now as we, as we come to God's word that God will speak to us. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that your love goes beyond what we can imagine to pursue us, to save us, to bring us to yourself. And now we pray that your word will come to us and bring us to your goodness yet again, that we might rejoice in your grace, that we might, we might rejoice in your goodness this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The World Cup just ended. The World Cup is one of the biggest sporting events in the whole world. In 2018, an estimated 3.56 billion people, billion people watched some portion of the World Cup. Over 1 billion people watched the finals in 2018 between Croatia and, and France. And this year in 2022, it was supposed to be even more people watching it. Um, one 
Estimate said that over 5 billion people were going to watch the World Cup, some portion of the World Cup. And I'm sure you might have seen some of it. I saw the finals in the middle of the night. It was an exciting game at 2 a.m. in the morning. It was riveting. But, you know, lots and lots of people saw this game all around the world. But 2,000 years ago, something much more significant, a world-changing event took place here on earth. But only a handful of people saw it. Only a handful. It was as if it was supposed to be a low-profile event. But God somehow just couldn't help himself. He wanted to do something. When this God took on this human form and became a baby, God sent a messenger, angels. Angels came to then the shepherds. Shepherds became the messengers that went out, and now we are here. We are messengers of God's good news. The angels, the shepherds, and us. Well, you've seen probably these news conferences, right? When important people want to share important news, they call these news conferences. And uh, the more important the news is, uh, the more important the spokesperson tends to be. So in 2022, lots of important things happened <laughs> in, in, in England. There was uh, Prime Minister Liz Trust who came out, you know, the signature plan of the tax cut. Who announced it? Well, it was herself. She announces the tax cut, and 44 days later, and she comes out again, <laughs> announces her resignation. Or just now, um, this past week, President Zelensky, she, he had a message uh, on behalf of Ukraine. And so he delivers this message himself. He went to the White House, met with Biden, and it's him who delivers this important message. More important the message is, the more important the messenger is as well. And 2,000 years ago, up to that time, there was no more important event in the world than this, that God becomes a human being. And 30-some years later, that event will be superseded by an even more important event. But up to that time, this was the most important thing. And who does God send as his messenger? The angels. The angel. Take a look at verse 9. Not just any angel, but uh, verse 9, an angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament was not just some angel. It was an important angel that stood for Yahweh God. Often, in fact, um, they appeared. He appears in, in historical moments and speaks on God's behalf. He speaks as if he were God. For example, uh, in Remember when Abraham is about to sacrifice Isaac, who appears, it's the angel of the Lord, appears and stops him and then says, you know, your descendant will be a blessing for all nations. It's angel of the Lord. It's the angel of the Lord who appears in the burning bush. In the burning bush, the angel of the Lord appears and makes his promise and sees uh, Moses. And this event uh, when God becomes a human being, it's the angel of the Lord who comes and makes this announcement. And to underscore the importance of this event, it's not just the angel of the Lord, uh, that he's also a separate being now, um, is that 
the glory of God, glory of the Lord shone around them. You might know that glory in the Old Testament, once again, is not just some, uh, uh, something else. It's, it's God's substance. It's substance of God himself, the essence of God. It's God himself. It's almost, once again, as if God wants to say, God who transcends all categories, wants to say, I want, I'm, I'm here in this announcement. The glory of the Lord comes and it shines around um, the angel, the angel of the Lord and the glory of God. Well, what is the big announcement that they make? He makes is that I bring you good news today that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The news is that the Messiah is born in the town of David. A Savior has come. He is the Messiah and Lord. It's the final, it's this long-awaited announcement to the whole world that the Messiah that they have been waiting for, wanting, even if they didn't know it, what they needed the most has come. And now, as soon as this announcement is made, there's music. There's a bigger announcement there's a sight that the shepherds will never forget throughout their, the rest of their lives. The heavens open up. The great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angels, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest of heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The host here, the host is the same word as army. An army, an angel army shows up. A great host of angels. And what do they do? They sing. They sing this great and joyful song, glory to God in the highest and peace, to the, uh, peace on earth. The coming of this baby is revelation of God's glory, and it will be peace to those who are on earth. And this is because the baby is, as we have seen, the Savior. He is the Savior who has been born he will save us from ourselves, from our sins, the effects of our sins. He is the Messiah, the promised one, who will bring peace and justice, as all kings should, to this earth. And he is the Lord. He is Yahweh God himself, revealed to us. About half of the world's population in 2018 witnessed, uh, watched a World Cup, and it was of no importance, really no ultimate significance. Today, yesterday, today, all around the world, people go to lengths, all sorts of efforts made, the decoration here, the decoration there, the singing of the choirs, Christmas pageants, the, the Christmas trees, presents uh, being exchanged, all that effort for actually, and all that effort um, is worth every bit because the news that we are sharing in the world today is that the Savior that the world sorely needs, the Savior that we all need has come. He has saved each of us, and He wants to share this good news with the world. It is worth Sharing is worth the angel of the Lord, the glory of God shining. It's a ho worth hosts of angels, and it's worth every effort we're making. It's the greatest news that we could share. Cause of joy, not just for ourselves, but of all people. So the angel, that the angel of the Lord shows up on that day, well, that's not a surprise. 
But what is a surprise is who to whom the angel shows, uh, shows up. It's the who, uh, whom God chooses to be the reporters of this good news. It's the shepherds. Shepherds become the first reporters. There were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Oh, when was the last time you went camping? You know, when you don't take a shower you, for a while, a day or two, you feel a little grimy, right? I mean, imagine not taking a shower for a month or two months. These are smelly people. <laughs> um, and you think, actually, being a shepherd, we have this romantic idea of what about being a shepherd is like. Uh, when I lived in England, I would go out to Wales um, and go on these walks through sheep fields. And first half an hour, you think you can actually avoid all the sheep poo on the field. But actually, there's so much. You just you can't avoid it, right? But what if you, you don't have proper shoes? Well, that's what they were like. You see, the shepherds were social outcasts of the day because they were literally smelly people. There are people who lived out there, the poor people out there. They weren't ceremonially clean. They couldn't join in the worship in the temple either. They were smelly outcasts. And yet, God chooses them to be the reporters. God chooses them to be the messengers of this good news. Well, why? Well, it's completely in character. Uh, with God, right? Well, it completely in character with what God normally does. Remember what the angel then had told them, what the sign of this baby will be. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped, sorry, you will find a baby wrapped in cloth, clothes, and, and lying in a manger. The sign of the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord who has been born is that he's wrapped in some clothes and lying in a manger, in the poor place. You know, he didn't have a home for the rest of his life. When he was a prophet, as he was, he was going around, he didn't have a home. And he started out without a home. The sign of God's glory, the substance of who he is, is not, not in shiny rocks like gold or silver. The substance of who God is, it is in his love, in his love for all in his love for even the poorest of the poor, his identification with the least of these. There's a story that Carl Jung, the famous, uh, fa uh, the famous Swiss uh, psychologist, uh, tells of these two rabbis. The first asked why God no longer seemed to show up. A God of Sinai might once have thundered, but how can he be found today? The second rabbi answers, there's no longer anyone who can bow low enough. There's no longer anyone who can bow low, in, low enough. Carl Jung wasn't thinking about Jesus, but I think he spoke more than he knew. When God chose to reveal himself, he chose to reveal himself as a, a, a baby born in an animal trough. He chose his spokesman to be shepherds out in the field. But because he did so, we know that this, he, he's a gift to all people, for all people. He's a gift uh, to the president, Chi president of China, as well as uh, cardboard uh, collectors in Hong Kong. He's the gift uh, to people who live in the peak, the mansions in the peak, and, and to people who lived in uh, divided um, uh, housing in Shamshi Po. 
He is good news for all, Savior, for all, Messiah and Lord of all. Christmas is a tough time for some people because it's supposed to be kind of a happy time. We say Merry Christmas. We say Happy Christmas. We wish happiness upon the people. And with the assumption is that it is just supposed to be a happy time for happy people. But what if you've recently lost a family member? What if you're mourning? What if you're struggling with depression? What if you're a social outcast who don't get invited to many parties at this time? What if your marriage is breaking apart? What if you have children who never call you? See, the culture says Christmas is for happy people. But think about this. God left the splendor of heaven to identify, to take on our weakness to identify and to sympathize with our fear and loss and pain. The shepherds were beat down by their work, by what the society uh, thinks of them. They were looked down on. Christmas came for them first. Christmas is for all people, all people, and especially if you're struggling especially if you're an outcast, especially if you're a nobody here in this world, especially if you're broken and mourning. Friends, isn't that, though, all of us? Don't we all share in the brokenness of the world? Isn't there brokenness in your life? Isn't there mourning and pain and suffering in your life? Aren't you feeling the effects of sin and the sin that you've done, the effects of sin from other people? Don't we all carry that burden? We're all broken. And that's why Christmas is good news for all, because the Savior has come for all of us to heal everything that is wrong with us and in the world. He is the Savior and Lord of all. So friends, today, if you are not happy, if you're mourning, happy Christmas to you. Today, in the town of David, Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And I hope you'll come to know our Savior if you don't yet know him. Could you imagine how the shepherds felt Uh, what they talked about for the rest of their lives. I don't know what's in your core memories, you know, uh, some things that you remember from your past that shapes who you are now. I imagine this became one of their core memories, something that they think about constantly throughout their lives. How could they forget the angel, the announcement, the host of angels showing up and singing, going and seeing this baby and seeing the baby exactly as the angels had said? How could they forget They didn't. Look what they did. They were transformed by the news. Everywhere they went, they spread the word about Jesus. It's not that they stopped being shepherds. I mean, they were still shepherds. You know, day after Christmas, they were still an outcast. Um, They're still dirty, and they're still people who are looked down upon. But they didn't see themselves that way anymore, did they? They had the greatest news that they wanted to share with others. They became somebody because they were given this good news that God came for them and God honored them. God had saved them. Friends, I don't know how you think of yourself, 
but I hope this is the biggest thing about you. Whether you're a CEO of a company or a teacher, a lawyer, or doctor, or whatever that you are, the most important thing about you is that God came for you to love you, to give you a new identity, to forgive your sins, to claim you as his own. And I hope that that is the good news that you know. That's how you see yourself. And I hope you are an ambassador of that good news, sharing this good news with everyone around you. And if you're not yet a Christian, I hope you won't stop listening. Uh, I, I hope uh, you won't... Uh, I hope you'll uh, still listen to us, even if the message of this good news comes uh, from people like us, people who are like shepherds. You know, maybe you're, a Christ- uh, you're not a Christian because you think actually lowly of Christians. Maybe you think uh, Christians, they talk these, all this talk, but they don't act and they don't live it out uh, their, their, their lives. Uh, maybe you just think that Christians are no different from everybody else. That might be true. There might be... Uh, we, we might not actually be that good uh, at showing who Jesus is, but nonetheless, you know, people thought, about, uh, thought of that uh, with, uh, with the shepherds 2,000 years ago. They looked down on shepherds, but what happened to the shepherds were still real. The message that we're given, the good news that we're given happened. Friends, I hope you will still see that God is at work here in us now. And something happened 2,000 years ago that the world is celebrating. Don't miss this message just because it comes through people like us. When Yuri Gagarin became the first man to go up to this space, the Russian premier Nikita Khrushchev uttered that Gagarin found no God there. There was no God there. Of course, God isn't floating around in space somewhere. God came down to be one of us, not just one of us, the least of us. God works in and through people like me, people like you, sinners like me, and sinners like you. So Christians, I hope you know that in this season, that God is with you. God is with you. No matter who you are, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you feel about yourself, God is God is who is Emmanuel with you. That His Spirit has made home, his, his home in you. And those who are searching, please don't miss out just because the message comes through lowly people like us. He is the good news cause of great joy for all people, for all nations. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you love us despite our rebellion, despite our sin, despite our ignorance, despite the mess that we made of this world. You did not leave us alone in our sin. You sent your son, Jesus, to take on the flesh and to live and die and rise again as one of us so that he could call us brothers and sisters. Lord, we pray that this good news um, is the thing that we once again meditate on and think about 
And Lord, we pray that our lives will be lived in response to this good news, that everything that we do will be in response to this good news. And for those who are searching, and Lord, we pray that you would make your home um, in their hearts as well, that they too might come to know the joy of knowing you, the peace of having you as their Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.